0: Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we are doing on Thursday evening here in Manila. And from New York City, where it's Thursday morning, is Tim Bontemps. Hello, guys. Joining us from Dallas, Texas, where I think it's Thursday morning, is Bam McMahon.
1: Howdy, partners. It's pretty damn early in the morning, if you ask me, but I'm here for you.
0: I appreciate that. It's a challenge when you're as a 12 hour time difference. It is a borderline party in Manila. It's pretty much a national holiday tomorrow with the opening of the FIBA World Cup. They moved the first game of the World Cup, which is the Philippines against the Dominican Republic uh, and Carl Towns, to the largest stadium in the country, at least indoor stadium. Hey, and they're expecting Jordan to break Clarkson, all the.
1: Give Jordan Clarkson a shout out, too, if you're going to come on now.
0: Yes, I just you know just wanted to alert people that Carl Towns is on the Dominican Republic and expecting to get fifty-five thousand people wow. to break the record, whatever it is. Um, I bet there'll the be Cup. I bet
2: there'll be a lot more people in there than that, even too. That's just how many seats they've got. I mean, for people that right. don't know, the Philippines is just about as basketball obsessed place as there is on the planet. So they're gonna be they're gonna be all over that game.
0: Yes. So yeah, it's gonna be a, you know, there's a, a, lot, a lot of people who are from what I can tell, who are just general NBA fans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, obviously, the Lakers are the p- most popular team. Today is uh, you know Kobe Bryant Day 824, and um, Kobe is not surprisingly beloved here um, in the Araneta Coliseum. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. There's two arenas actually in Manila where they're holding games: the Mall of Asia Arena, um, which is uh, right next to this enormous mall, which um, uh, has very great stores in it like uh, Olive Garden and Shake Shack and Chili's. Um, but uh, definitely the, not meeting
2: Brian's five star taste. That's for sure.
0: Um, they had a Din Tai fung, which is what I ate for dinner last night. But uh, the Mall of Asia is an incredible mall. But when you've seen the Dubai Mall this
2: week, it uh, takes a little oh, to back seat. This year. There uh, we go. Back to, back to Dubai. Get him back to Dubai. This guy. Uh,
0: the Dubai Mall has 12,000.
2: We're not in spaces. Dubai. We're not in Dubai. Let's talk Out, about let's talk me, about the Philippines. Fun
0: fact. Anyway, so there's two arenas. One is the Mall of Asia Arena, which is where uh, the finals are going to be held and where the U.S. is going to be the whole time. The other is the Arenada Coliseum, which is famous for hosting the Thrilla in Manila uh, with George Fraser and Muhammad Ali, which I believe oh, was wow. in 1970.
2: What? No, I didn't. I didn't know uh, that. I mean, I didn't know, well, yes. That's all. You're educating us. Yes.
0: Yes. So that, I'm I'm getting to a point here. So the thrill in Manila was there, which I believe was in 1975. I'm not a boxing aficionado. Still, you know, basically iconic thing that Manila is known for from a sporting. But my point is, is that in that arena, Araneta Coliseum, there are two banners signifying events that took place there. One, as you may expect, and I'd like to thank, a gentleman who works for a TV station here called One Sports who told me this. Uh, one is signifies the thrill in Manila. The second is when Kobe Bryant held a clinic
1: there. Wow, that's interesting.
0: So, it, not game. not a game <laughs> a practice right. not a game yes. not a game not a game and there has been nba uh exhibition games held here and you know i don't know there's probably been a pacquiao fight there i don't know for sure but as my guess is there has been but anyway that's is it that's they, they love kobe here so much mm-hmm. um and so the city is just um really buzzing there's a, a lot of um signage all around and so um it's, it's not just here in manila there's also games being played in okinawa and uh jakarta indonesia where the, the first rounds we played and everybody will come here to manila but we'll talk about the world cup in just a minute but um that's what i just want to let you know but uh another thing when i come to people and when people come up to me here in manila which has been happening a lot and by the way we have a lot of podcast listeners and several people have said are your two friends here from the podcast and i said who are they I don't have any friends on this podcast, Um, but you guys are, you know, you guys would be mobbed in the streets if you were here. Um, But everybody's come up to me and mentioned the podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, I think Jackson told me that we do draw quite a bit of traffic from, uh, from the Philippines, but um, they asked me, uh, you know, whether I'm enjoying Manila and then they asked me whether Dame Lillard is going to get traded to the heat. And then they asked me about what's going on with James Harden. They're very educated. Mm-hmm. And the, the the Filipinos are very online, uh, very, very on social media. They are very well aware. Uh, there's nothing I can tell them that they're not on top of and they don't know already more. So they, I think, knew about your story, Bontemps, before I knew about it, that Harden, uh, or at least the Players Association, is protesting the fine. So, what uh, you wrote that news story. What can you tell us about the fine and the protest? Maybe you'll be educating me since I'm uh, 10,000 miles away or something.
2: So uh, this really goes back to the same investigation, or the not the same, the investigation the NBA did into the comments Aaron Goodwin made, a Damian Lillard's agent in the wake of his trade request to the Blazers about failing to live up to the things governing the player contract, right? The NBA has clearly made a very concerted effort this summer to try to make sure they are not setting a precedent where a guy can say, I'm not going to show up and play. They're very concerned, clearly, that they're going to allow for the precedent to happen where a player is going to not show up, try to force their way out of town, and then get out of town. We saw how hard a couple of years ago, The league fought back in the Ben Simmons situation. There was pretty unanimous support behind the Sixers during that, You know, when the Sixers were fining Ben Simmons for staying away from the team. They were not going to just forgive the fines that he recruited for not being around. Obviously, there was some settlement later. It's never been disclosed exactly how much money Simmons got. But it wasn't, hey, we're going to give you all the money back and everything's going to be good. And I think that's really how this came down. I frankly am not sure the NBA is going to win when this goes to an arbitrator. I think they have kind of a difficult case, in my opinion, because you could say what James Harden did didn't help his situation in terms of trying to get out of town. But I don't think he's said, I'm not showing up to camp. I don't think he's said, I'm not going to play. I don't think he's, he just says he doesn't want to deal with Daryl Morey. So finding him for that, you know, maybe they'll win in the arbitration case. Maybe they won't, but I thought it was kind of an interesting move for them to do that. We'll see what happens with the arbitrator. But I think it's very clear whether they win or not. That's what their concern is, is that they do not, in both the Dame situation and this one, they don't want to create an environment where it's okay for players to say, I'm not going to play, I'm not going to show up, get me out of here or else, and then have that become an an actionable, weaponized threat. Yeah. And that's what their push has been all
1: Yeah, they're trying to get Al Capone on tax evasion here, right? That's exactly right. And I really think that's what this is about, is suddenly Adam Silver wants to get tough. You didn't do anything when James Harden's partying in the middle of a frigging pandemic during training camp, hanging out with a little baby in in Atlanta and Las Vegas. Uh, you know, working out with those personal trainers um, who were so entertaining. Um, you didn't do anything <laughs> when he when he blatantly quit on the Nets and forced a trade. Then now you want to get tough, and he didn't. He did not technically publicly re- request a trade. And this is where I I, I do think that that Harden is going to have a, a a case to push back uh, against the fine here. Number one. He's not being fined for saying Daryl Morey was a liar. Um, if you're going to find people for saying Daryl Morey's is a liar, you're going to have to go back and retroactively find Chris <laughs> Paul for saying Daryl Morey told me he wouldn't trade me to Oklahoma City. And boy, here I am with a Thunder uniform on, you know. And and like you're going to go, you have to go back through time, and uh, there will be a lot of charitable donations made. You can't find a guy for calling somebody who lied to him a liar. The question is, I will never be a part of an organization. You know, whatever the quote was that, that Daryl Morey's with. Again, is that is that a trade request? If if I'm defending James Harden, I'm saying, hey, that's James is saying fire Daryl Morey. You're gonna find him for that? And but, but then you get into this is it is it conduct detrimental? Like there's a lot of leeway here, but again, I I just feel like this well, is well it's a definitely
0: t- conduct detrimental. I wh- but, but wait a minute, That's a team. That's a team decision.
1: That's
2: not a league decision. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if it's conduct detrimental. I mean, we broke the story that the trade discussions were off. He got asked about it and he was bad at Daryl Morey. Now, now, hold on, hold on.
1: He did not get asked about it. He was at a freaking Adidas promotional.
2: Well, he was was doing media. Uh, My understanding was he was doing media at the end of it and he got asked a question and that was his response to the question. That was what I was told. I don't know if that's accurate or not. You, You might be right. Uh, I, I think he was, I
0: think he was taking questions. I don't know if they were, it was from media. Well, I'm not
2: sure that whatever, whatever, right. whatever the situation, I'm not trying to say it was a wise move, even in like we've talked about, this doesn't help him getting traded. It doesn't advance his cause. I also just look at looking at it. I, it's hard for me to, I, I think the arbitrator, if I'm the arbitrator looking at this, I think I'm siding with the PA and with James Harden. Cause I don't, I don't really know what To your point, even if you want to say it is conduct detrimental, which I don't think it is certainly from a league standpoint, it would have to be from a team standpoint. And the NBA is not the team.
0: I don't want to get too much into the legalese of this, the difference between the team finding him and the uh, league finding him. But I can certainly understand why the team would think it's conduct detrimental. But from the release that the NBA put out, which I think is important, the NBA, I think from a public relations standpoint, wanted to get it qualified, what James Harden was accusing Daryl Morey of lying about. And huh. that seemed to me to be the point of this press release. And if they have to quietly not take the $100,000 later, I think that's not their biggest concern, even though they're trying to set a precedent. I think their biggest concern is what they put in this press, release, which I will read to you in a second. And by the way, the league said that they had interviewed James Harden to acquire this information. Uh, The league's investigation, this is from the press release, which included an interview of Harden, confirmed that these comments referenced Harden's belief that the 76ers would not accommodate his request to be traded. In other words, this had nothing to do with the contract that he was, you know, may or may not have discussed a year ago. This was not, um, you know, in reference to any sort of quid pro quo. They wanted it on the record. Oh, yeah. that the him being called a liar was about this No just and, to be
1: totally uh, clear when when the 76ers were blatantly tampering with PJ Tucker and Daniel House which was possible because James Harden was taking less money in no way shape or form did Daryl Morey and James Harden have any kind of understanding about a uh, a future contract not at all no sir Well here's
0: what Here's what Daryl Morey would say if he was called the witness stand is my guess, but I am, as they say in the show, billions, I am not uncertain what Daryl Morey I believe would say is that there have been many times in his career where he has made an agreement to give a player a contract and he's followed through on that. The most uh, uh, significant one being when Chris Paul when he came to the Rockets and he picked up his option in his contract so that he could be traded from the Clippers to the Rockets. And uh, then he became a free agent and was given a five-year max, which I believe Tillman Fertitta, who uh, bought the team in the meantime, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, McMahon, but I think Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets said something like it's one of the worst contracts he'd ever seen or something like that? Yes. Is that He's, accurate? It's,
1: it's, he said it was the worst contract that he'd ever seen in business or sports. Okay. That was at, so, but that. He bought, he picked up the option. Tillman bought the team for that year. The Rockets had the most wins in the NBA. We're up 3-2. That's the hamstring away. Chris Paul got hurt. The next year, things went a little bit sideways. CP3 wasn't nearly as good. Him and Harden were and after the next year, it had become the worst contract in business or sports.
0: I understand. The point is, is that the he gave him a, the five year max, and was a four year deal. It Was a four year deal. deal. Okay. Um. Anyway, the point I think is, is that Daryl will stand on following through with uh, promises he's say, made on contracts. Sure. sure, you
1: followed through on your promise after you guys had the most wins in the NBA, and Chris Paul was an All NBA player. Like,
2: like I. Reasonable. Uh, this this is this is going down a side road. I, this also goes back to where Damian the Damian Lowe situation too. And if you remember, we had a story a few weeks ago about the um, the investigation the league did into the Aaron Goodwin comments after the trade quest. And that investigation was this it was sort of along the same lines. Where I, obviously it's a little different track because this is about trying to set make sure there's not agreements ahead of time. That was about trying to make sure that Damian Lillard was not actively telling teams, Mm -hmm. or his agent was not actively telling teams, don't trade me here. Now, on that one, the league pretty much said Aaron Goodwin was telling half-truths to the league in their investigation that he was doing that, which he was basically saying that on the record. So, yeah, I would say he was doing that.
0: but He didn't say it on the record, though. But
2: Well, he, he practically did. I mean, anyway. The point yes. is
0: <laughs> you're right. I mean, so the, I'm, the not, point, no, I'm not arguing. That with the point
2: is, yeah. The point is this this is what this whole summer has been about in both of these situations. Two guys that in Dame's team in Dame's in, in situations we talked about last week, there's only one team really actively interested. James Harden's situation. Really nobody is actively interested and on the one side. And on the other side, the league being very panicky about setting precedents with star players being able to push their way around now in precedence. They're trying to, they're trying to reverse precedence. I mean, let come well, on. Well, Yeah. I mean, now, listen, I agree with that. I'm not, I, I mean, the, the funny thing about this is that this is happening now to me, like this has been going on for years and they've decided this summer to do it.
1: Oh, but that's been take, the theme. we're taking a stand, but you that's
2: been force the way out of Houston. Me. You can force your way out of Brooklyn, but when you do it to the 76ers, we're taking a stand. Well, and that's been the funny thing about it is they've done it in these two situations where there isn't a lot of, you know, a lot of widespread interest in either guy. That's that's where, like, you know, I don't know, for whatever reason, they decide to do it now. That's why this that's why well, it's this a new call, CBA. I guess they
0: could. I I guess they could be like, well, in this new CBA, we're going to enforce it. They could Listen, they could be I, taking that stance.
1: I guess. Adam Silver's trying to steal Walker Custer's nickname. He's a sheriff, baby. <laughs> He is this. Um, we got to. We got to get.
2: We got to get our guy Wob with the with the sheriff's hat. Yeah, get the man a hat today.
1: Imagine a little six shooter. Adam Silver. He ain't playing. He came. <laughs> hey, he got tough with John Morant. Now he's going to clean up all these traders.
0: Well, I, I will say this: the union put out a statement when Ja was suspended, um, indicating that they were going. They were considering potentially taking that to arbitration. To my knowledge, I don't think they announced that they have.
1: Well, and then Zach was like, "That's a it's appropriate." Like sheesh, (laughs) Grizzlies thought it was a okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, it seemed like the union's biggest issue there was the the ambiguity about how many games it would be. And I, it, my guess is it's been relayed that, and that to be clear, this is just a guess. I think it's been relayed to them that unless something goes especially haywire, this this will be a twenty five game. Well, there was like uh, a suspension.
0: a vague reference to a process that he may have to get
2: back and it was
0: undefined. And so I think that's what uh, the union was. I also believe,
2: I also believe their 26th game of the season is a nationally televised game against his high school buddy, Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, I believe. So it's interesting that you
0: bring that up because I was talking to Tyrese Halliburton today. And I'm not saying that Tyrese has this right, but Tyrese is basically been on national TV like two or three times in his career.
2: Probably once a he, season.
0: Yeah, and he has never been on TNT. Wow. Um, uh, he does have a TNT game, which um, I'm stealing from myself because I was going to write about this later. But it literally had this conversation with him today, and uh, wow. I go, "What what day is it?" And uh, he was like, "January 30th. He like he like knew instantaneously. Oh, oh, January thirtieth. It's their on on one
2: national TV game. It's not hard to find.
0: And then I go, oh my gosh! And he's like, oh no, the only reason I know is because it's my girlfriend's birthday, and you know, I just sure,
2: sure, buddy. You know how I know? I just scrolled through the Pacers schedule. There's one game with the national TV, the three <laughs> letters on it, TNT. Pacers at Celtics, Tuesday, January 30th. I'll probably be at the he game. He knew
0: it. He knew it immediately. Um, but he was like, well, maybe. You know, he says, "I think we're playing Jaw in his return game, so maybe that'll get picked up on TV." So maybe so I don't know. He, he said that. Maybe maybe no, that's wrong.
1: The there is another potential return game for Jaw. Um, It would be in Oklahoma City the night before that TNT game against Zion. And the only way that would happen is if the Grizzlies go to the finals of the in-season tournament, which is also known as the night after our live show in Las Vegas. Um...
0: I don't know about that. I have not committed to anything like that. There's different investigations going on on that as well.
1: You're you're interrupting my flow and also putting that would would be at risk of a hundred thousand dollar fine.
2: That would be an interesting (laughs) question of whether that game
1: actually counts, though. Did you ask? I did. I checked with the league. I did because, um, also, thanks for watching NBA Today last week. I said this on NBA Today. No, I did check with the league, although that game is not. A regular season game It's the one part of the in-season tournament that does not count on the regular season record. I did share check- that stuff. Yeah, I did check with the league. I mean, obviously, it's a slim chance that the Grizzlies to get to the finals of that. But if they do, that would count toward the 25 on the suspension.
0: Is there any circumstance in which they could play the Pacers? Because Tyrese is out of the impression no, that he thinks. No, <laughs>
2: he had it, but he, he was off by a game. So it's they play but, the Thunder oh. and then they play the Grizzlies on or the Pelicans on national TV, and then they play the Pacers on Thursday. Okay. okay so I am gonna have to Tyrese be playing, play. he'll, he'll be playing against, the news. He'll be playing against Ja. Yeah, Ty, Ty, Tyrese is like, well,
1: you know, they said there are some conditions. Johnson, <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> History on conditions ain't so great. So it might be delayed a game. <laughs> oh man
0: you know one of the things that's been terrific on this trip is to get to know some of the families and um tyrese's dad um who was a wonderful man has made the point that maybe we should squeeze a little bit more tyrese halliburton coverage into uh the hoop collective
2: <laughs> listen <I don't... laughs> hold on hey sir you... <laughs> this is the wrong it's the wrong place you should not listen to the <laughs> podcast if you're saying that
1: no, how many times have well, Bon Timps and I absolutely crushed the kings for that trade, and then that's what I'm saying damn three we've had to a, we've had to eat crow because we were so high on Tyrese Halbert. not that we were wrong about him, just the trade
2: from the kings yes. perspective. this is Listen, this Tyrese, has been a, this has been the biggest Tyrese Halbert in place on the internet, just about
0: Tyrese, as I said to Tyrese today as we were. Good-naturedly talking about his lack of national television. Just to be clear, I do believe he just signed a contract of over two hundred million.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well, so it, could be the full it all worked out. It all hey, worked out in the hey, end. If, if he's nice enough to the media, it could be the full two sixty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Well, that, laughs> no, his niceness is, to the media ain't the issue. Trust me. By all the right. way,
0: guys, one of the most this team is so accommodating. I am having an absolute blast. Covering this team. What a great group of guys. And granted, they haven't lost. It's all been, you know, Charm City going on here. What? Uh, and this team, we'll talk about it in a minute when we get done with Harden. But anyway. anyway
1: um, have you gotten any? Have you gotten any? Jalen Brunson is a very nice dude. Have you gotten any good quotes? Yeah, no. Because he is the most essentially boring. His dad sat, when I sat down with his dad during the playoffs when he was lighting the jazz on fire. And his dad gave me all the great stuff about ain't no discount. And, you know, basically setting up like, hey, unless the Mavericks throw a huge bag, he's gone. The first thing his dad said was, Jalen's born as beep. He's like, he didn't get that from me. That's all Jay right. But but yeah, Brunson is intentionally, you know, he'll he's accommodating, but he's as boring as could be.
0: Well, you know, the USA Basketball is a well-run organization. They know what they're doing. And today was the press conference, the the pre uh, tournament press conference. And every player brought their head coach. And brought uh, uh, one of their players, and uh, Team USA brought Jalen Bronson to just make sure that there would be nothing controversial. <laughs> yeah, Brunson on the podium, uh,
2: uh, and he's and he's also and, and he's also the undisputed leader of the squad. I don't know.
1: He was undisputably waving a towel at the, when when it was crunch time against Germany. oh no, he
2: he's not going to no. have a problem. If he's not there. playing. Sometimes, no, I know, but that's part of why I think he's the undisputed leader of the squad. If they go with Tyrese down the stretch of a game, you I mean, you've known him for a oh, long yeah. time, McMahon. not like going to sit there and complain. He'll be just uh, as happy Jay- if they win.
1: Jalen Brunson, and honestly, as much as the Mavs missed his ability to, to, to create and all those other kind of things, Jalen Brunson is one of the best culture guys, one of the best
2: locker room guys in the league. There's no question, no said- coincidence will happen with the Knicks at the same time. By the way,
0: he said as much today. He said that when you're on a team like this, sometimes you're going to be waving the towel and sometimes you're going to be leading the charge. You know, he he acknowledges that. But you're right. Uh, Tyrese Tyree Saliburton did finish the game against Germany, which was a terrific game that was played uh Sunday night in Abu Dhabi. Hey Tyree Salibon's
1: um, twice as big as Jaden Bronson's. Remember when everybody thought Bronson was overpaid?
0: Maybe even more than twice as big. Um <laughs> depending on if he hits the incentives. Um but anyway, just to to put a bow on this Harden thing, the way this is now Harden could have made this he could have raised here. Mm-hmm. And who knows what discussion was made in his camp about doing it? He could have raised by not just saying that that the, the quote- unquote "liar thing was about trading him. Mm-hmm. Um, he elected not to do that. So I don't want to say he folded, but the temperature was turned down on yes. this. And so I don't want to make an assumption. But Bontemps, you have, and I've agreed with you, but you've said that, you know, you, the best place for Harden is at this point is back in Philly. And while I'm sure the hard feelings are still there, Harden taking this stance with the league, I think was a move towards calming it down a little bit. But I guess it's only as calm as till his next public statements. But it, the way this was played out and whether it was a nice, tidy little release done, it makes me think that there may be some movement back toward the middle ground. Um, Look, because I I think that's where we're going to be at the end of this.
2: Look, as we talked about the other day, he can't get more years, he can't get more dollars, and no one wants to trade for him. So. This, so uh, they want to trade for him. They just don't want to pay. They the don't. Uh, we're not yeah, going to go nobody, through this. Nobody again. wants to give up value for him. Nobody's trying to trade for him. They'll take him for nothing, but that's not, that's not wanting him.
0: Right. Well, I just don't want to no, make he, it sound like nobody wants to trade for him. Three teams, nobody, I think, talked to them
2: well, Again, they, they had a discussion with them and said, hey, we'll take him for free. We'll take it for expiring contracts or something like that. There was no, we're going to give you real value in a trade. Not like okay. when he got traded just, from Brooklyn. I'm just trying not to like protect got...
0: on aggregation.
2: That's it's, all. Well, it's not, we're not worried about aggregation. At the end Ooh, of the day, oh, oh, the situation, oh. the situation is very simple. I'm
0: always worried about it for the record. Um, clearly. You can aggregate that.
2: James Harden has one path to getting paid next summer, in my opinion, which is to show up with the Sixers and play well for a team that if he shows up and plays well, has a chance to potentially win the East. That as you've talked about before, this team was not far away last year, and they could be really good. Top of the East has had some defections and some moving around of parts. And we'll see what happens with Miami. Like they, they they could be right there if he decides to show up and just play for the year and see where things go. And as we all know, and as we've talked about ad nauseum, very unclear if that's going to happen. Very possibly could be a complete zoo when training camp starts. And huh. this thing could go sideways. But that, to me, there's no other real option here. It's not like, oh, hey, maybe he could get traded to X, Y, or Z. That It's just I don't see any of that happening. What does he want
1: to do? And the problem, one of many problems from James Harden's perspective is, you know, clearly the 76ers have not shown a willingness to give him the kind of contract that he wants, right? And so is that going to change if he plays well this year? And he's a year older, and I don't know i I obviously they doubt it. um, and so you know, I think if you're in James Harden's camp, you can make the argument of, no, his chance to get paid is to get traded to a team that is interested in having his bird rights. So you know that's where you get back to the whole
2: thing. but hey, the reality- but if he shows up, but if he shows up and plays and plays well for the next few months, maybe something changes. Maybe well, there's a trade I, in January that's not available today. The point is, there's nothing available today.
1: Maybe. And then, and the other thing is, you know, maybe there's a situation where the Sixers are using his bird rights in a sign trade. Who knows? But I I do agree with you that if James pulls a season long, uh, you know, uh, what do the Young Bucks call it? Quiet quit, then it's going to be really <laughs> hard for him to get paid, really hard for him to get a, uh, the, you know, the kind of contract that he's looking for in his mid thirties, having quit on three teams.
0: Right. Uh, okay. To be continued before we switch over and take a look at the world cup, Mr. Bontems, I think Ooh. you might have trivia.
1: More hoop collective podcast after this.
0: For the ones who get it done. Ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Com. sign up today claim based on total games carried on sports networks sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package
2: and now to present today's trivia question the whiz of the quiz tim bontemps i do have trivia i have some world cup trivia it's a good oh. it's a good uh it's a good crossover to a world cup conversation in this year's World Cup, there is one player playing who has a chance to become the first player in the history of the World Cup to win three gold medals in the competition. Okay. Who is it? Is it an NBA player? Somebody who has played in the NBA. It's not somebody you've never heard I,
0: of. I, I, Rudy Fernandez, Spain.
2: Rudy, Rudy Fernandez is the answer. Rudy Fernandez, who once quiet little on now there's 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 two other parts of this also that are related. So Rudy Fernandez, when he plays in this World Cup, is going to become one of a dozen players to have played in five World Cups. I'm not going to ask you to name the dozen of them because most of them haven't played in the NBA. Three of them have played in the NBA. All you know, all in the all in this era that we've covered.
1: Luis Luis Scola. That's one of them. Uh, Oscar Schmidt didn't play in the NBA, but I guarantee he's on that list.
2: Yeah, that he—I don't think he—he he did not play in five World Cups. Damn it!
1: i was trying to show off my worldliness.
2: As I said, they're—they're they're the other two guys. It's all in the era we have covered the league. They're not. This isn't somebody from 30 years ago. Is is
1: Luis Gould the lone Argentinian on that list? Yes. Okay. World Cup. Dirk's not one of them, is he? Nope. I don't think so. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Definitely not an American. Correct, Definitely or? not an
2: American. Definitely not an American.
1: No. Okay. Prominent NBA players, these other two?
2: Barely. Hmm. Not POW, is it? Not POW. Not POW. But both won NBA titles. Spaniard or no? Nope. Okay. European? Nope. Not a European.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Leandro Barbosa.
1: That's one of them. Ooh, good one.
2: Good one.
0: I'm going to retire that I got two of yeah. these. I'm going to retire.
2: Well, All you right, should so get we, the you should get the other one now. A Brazilian
0: uh yes Verjao no? and didn't yeah. win a title. He didn't win a title, I don't think.
2: Barbosa did. Oh, that's no, I was right. I they both played in the finals. Verjao didn't win the title, but Verjao was the other one. All
1: right. All
2: right. Hey, that was
1: pretty quick. That Brazil also.
2: Bad. This was the other one I was gonna ask. Uh so because this surprised me when I was looking at it. So the US has won 12. Medals in this tournament, Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia, won ten. Not surprisingly, mm-hmm. um, they'd probably have twelve or thirteen if they'd are more if they just stayed oh. to get, they'd stay together. As they've squad. had, well, other right, other Serbia. Luka won, Dodd- coming won. off of
0: screen and rolls from
2: Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. pretty good. So good anyway, they won ten. The former Soviet Union's won eight, and then Brazil has the most medals after that with six, which I would have never guessed. Well Oscar Schmidt. Brazil is a sneaky a contender. Time. I mean, Oscar, obviously Oscar Schmidt. I just wouldn't have thought of it without looking at it. No other countries won more, including Spain, has won more than two medals in the whole tournament, other than those four. And Oscar Brazil Schmidt is obviously a, is the all time leading scorer in the tournament.
0: Brazil is a sneaky contender if uh Canada or the US stubs their toe uh to get an Olympic bid out of this. Brazil looked good in the uh, pre tournament qualifier, including beating Australia. Um and the pre-tournament qualifiers. Um, been a
2: lot of been a lot of strange results in the uh, the run-up to this tournament. A lot of interesting upset true. games. It's gonna. I think it could be a pretty interesting tournament from that standpoint.
0: I'll give you a, a trivia question that caught me by surprise today. Rondé Hollis Jefferson is playing in this event. Who is he playing for? Remember the former, yeah, you know, Brooklyn Nets number one draft pick.
2: I know the answer, so I will not say. We'll let McMahon guess.
0: McMahon, yeah. go ahead and. Uh, Pull up the number of T. I'll give you unlimited guesses. You may it might take you twelve.
1: <laughs> okay, I listen. I don't know that many. I don't know twelve countries. So he's playing for he's playing, <laughs> he's playing for the <laughs> country of Jordan, huh? <laughs> Just a Mac your- class citizen, or is there? like i
0: don't know i think it was announced last week it caught me by surprise uh that's interesting
1: well i certainly would not have guessed that one
0: that w- they will be playing the uh americans uh it's the americans third game and uh their pool is against jordan the, the coach uh was up there today and uh very sad to report that jordan is not sponsored by jordan yeah that seemed seem like, like a, a, a no-brainer uh yeah, no brainer. But uh, oh well, they still says Jordan on their shirts. I wish I could remember the guy's name. I'm embarrassing myself now. But the guy that they had, the player that they had up there, is is uh, 39 years old, playing in his last um, World Cup. He's played in his. Give me <laughs> a list
1: of NBA players here. I'm surprised Brazil's only got one. Howald Neto.
0: Yes, has uh, Haul Neto signed with anybody? Is he?
1: They list him on, on, roster. on the NBA site. lists him on the Cavaliers. I'm not. That's where he was no, last he year. Not a I don't think anymore. he. I don't think yeah. he resigned anywhere yet. No. They're they're counting him.
0: Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's some apparently some of the former NBAers who were on there. Uh, Bruno Cabocolo? How do you pronounce
2: Caboclo. it?
1: Two years away from being. No, it's four years, years away from being, being two years four years away. away, and it's been about four years from four years, so he's he's hoop. <laughs> uh, and uh,
0: Cristiano Felicio. Uh, former Bulls, great. Anyway, so the, the Americans are getting along tremendously. Um, the coaching staff is overjoyed with the preparation and the way the team is getting along. They've started the same uh, lineup in all five exhibition games. I don't think maybe this is – I don't think that happened with the 92 team. No. Um they had very good tests that they passed. Knock on wood, nobody's hurt. They are in just a terrific headspace. Steve Curry's having the time of his life. It's It's been terrific. Uh, so they open the World Cup on Saturday. It's at 8.40 in the morning, Eastern time on ESPN2. They play uh, New Zealand in the first game. New Zealand has no NBA players, nor any players I think that have been in the NBA, unless there's a guy on here that... Um, like had a two way that I didn't yeah. know about. There isn't, think there's from
1: been New Zealand, but uh, Steve Adams is not, yeah. covering from his yeah.
0: He doesn't, yeah, he hasn't played for them in years. Uh, I don't know if he's even played with them since he's been in the NBA. Um, uh, so today at the press conference, Steve Kerr got asked about uh, New Zealand and <laughs> he came. <can't... laughs> He gave an answer like a kid who was supposed to do a book report. He hadn't done the reading. I, I'm just, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't. I mean, he, he was just like, well, you know, Mark Few is, uh, Mark Few, coach from Gonzaga, is one of the assistants. Uh, Mark Few is, uh, you know, he's got the scout for that. He's giving us really good intel on them. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend the next couple of days uh, zeroing more in on them.
1: And well, uh, but you know, he, they- he should have at least said, you know, but one thing I know, well coached, play hard. Discipline, like you got to at least throw out like the, you know, the, the generic, okay, okay.
0: I'm going to read, I'm going to read the exact quotes from Steve Carr, who obviously is a hall of fame coach. i'm We have great respect for them. They're very well coached. They play really hard. Uh, they make you guard difficult actions and they, uh, have hard, uh, cuts for quick shots. You have to be really well prepared. And so that's, that's the plan. And I'm going to spend the next couple of days zeroing in on them. Okay, good. He didn't hit
1: all the border plate, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I wish I have would have no followed up and what said what they have. But
1: I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that they play hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as is probably appropriate, the the USA has been concentrating on themselves. And they, they, when he did this interview, they had two more practices and a shoot around between mm-hmm. now and the game. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not. They probably hadn't really started putting it in yet. Um, but uh, that's the situation. And as soon as uh, Giannis, the, the tough, quote-unquote tough game, and you know you never take anything for granted in FIBA play. I can remember the last time that the World Cup happened, which was in China in 2019. They played Turkey in the, uh, in the pool play. And um, Ersan Ilyasova, who was in his last uh, vestiges of his NBA career, was killing the Americans on the inside as like a post-up player, which he was a stretch for in his NBA career. And he was posting up and killing the U.S. interior. So uh, you never want to make an assumption. Um, But as soon as Giannis, um, I mean, I think the only NBA player that they're going to encounter in this first round, uh, like Rondé Hollis Jefferson is a former NBA player, but I think the only NBA player.
1: There's one in their group. And it's in the coupon. I think it's to be honest. I think it's
0: uh Thanassis the Tenacumpo is that's the you only know and one. there's right there's obviously um you know in the opening game on Friday, France plays uh Canada, and, and that's each team the Canadians have nine NBA players and the French have like four, five. Four. Yeah, they've four. got
1: they've got four now. Uh they've got uh Gobert, Fournier, Batum, and Neely Aquina. But then like Nando DiColo is an NBA caliber player, obviously he played in the league. And he's I think still- Neely
0: Akina is injured, so I'm not sure he's going to play.
1: So they've got um, – I forgot about that. No, I think yeah, – He's right. not, he, he is not playing. Okay. Hmm.
0: So anyway, the, the U.S. has a very uh, manageable group. The hardest team on their sort of side of the bracket for the first two rounds is um, Italy who does not have Paolo Bancaro um, mm-hmm. and the, the fight, the may, fight they, <laughs> Fantecchio Fantecchio is on the roster. Is uh, I did. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure if uh I'm check.
1: Are we sure the Dominican Republic's not the toughest team on their side of the bracket?
0: Well, that is, that is true. I mean, the Dominican is a team. So basically here's the thing. The Philippines, is dreaming of advancing out of pool play and um the to do it they're going to have to de- beat the dominican republic because the other team in that group is italy and italy i would think has a um
2: i don't know i could see know, a world where they beat this italian team
0: okay i mean i don't know carl towns could do anything i'm sorry you,
2: you mean the philippines yeah, I, I mean the Italian that this Italian team is not an overwhelming team at this hey, Jordan point,
1: Clarkson it? Jordan Clarkson can score like 40 in any
2: game for the Philippines yeah I mean well, he's he's better than any player on the Italian team he's definitely well,
1: one of the best player in that uh, that pool one of the most important
0: games in the first round is the Philippines against the Dominican Republic because for the Philippines to have any chance to advance they have to win that game and it is not an accident that that was the game that was selected. Yeah. Um, To be played in front of 55,000 crazy Filipinos. By the way, um, are you going to that game? uh, No. (laughs) It is a really hard place to get to from where I'm at. And the traffic, and I don't want, I'm not going to be one of these guys who complains about their situation. The traffic in Manila is, I mean, I'm just looking at it smiling from the backseat. It's just, I don't even know what to make of it. Um, It's
1: absolutely. It's going to be Wild. such an awesome atmosphere.
0: I know, but it's literally like, could be like three hours to get there and back.
1: Okay, but 55,000 um, people, you could like set up shop, be a man of the people. I know. Honestly,
0: you- I'm going to stay home and I'm going to watch the Canada-France uh, game online. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. You know, to, to to put it in perspective, they were thinking of having the championship game at this uh, stadium, which is way up north uh, outside the city of Manila. And it was scheduled that way, and they just came to their senses and canceled it a few months ago. We're like, Yeah, we, we just can't do it. You'll be it will save people three days to so get the other,
1: the other arena is like a little, just like a walk through the mall for you.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, listen, man, it yeah. the, the, getting around the city is uh, it, there's, a, there's a lot going on.
2: Right. I'll just leave it at that. Um, By the way, just but, just uh, just as a just to circle back, this Italian team has three players on it who've played in the NBA. And one of them is a Colomelli, who was a stretch four, who had a cup of coffee. One's Luigi Detomme, who was a stretch four, had a cup of coffee, and the other one is Simone Fontecchio, who is currently playing for the Jazz and is like their twelfth guy. So did Nico
0: Mannion play in the NBA? The guy from Arizona. He also, he's had, there, he also. had
2: he had a cup of coffee with uh, yeah. the Warriors too. Well, when I was they... going to
0: say that uh, Danilo Gallinari. He's coming back from the ACL, yeah. um, so he's not playing.
2: Yeah, so I, I think the Philippines and the Dominican could both finish ahead of them potentially. But I, so, I, I mean, obviously that's a, that's a huge game on a lot of fronts, but I, I think the Philippines is a live team to get out of that group. Like Tim said, Jordan well, Clarkson could score so 40 in every game.
0: Yes, and, you know, um, seriously, uh, Jordan Clarkson is, is already very popular here. By the way, I went to the NBA store in that Mall of Asia. They have an NBA store, and they've had, it didn't just get here. It's been here yeah. for a while they have some absolutely awesome stuff in there. (laughs) They've got Jerry West Laker jerseys. I mean, they've got some, I I mean, wow. They've got some great stuff in there. But anyway, they have a Jordan Clarkson jerseys for sale in there. And if Jordan Clarkson leads the Filipinos out of pool play, or even if he just leads them to a win in front of 55,000 people, I mean, he's already a hero here. He will. He could run for office in this country. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah.
1: It's, just out of curiosity, and Jalen Green is on the was Team USA select, so he won't ever be with the Philippines. But do they have Jalen Green stuff there?
0: I have not seen anything. Um, oh, by the way, just Team USA select doesn't mean you, I think you can still play. Oh, you definitely
2: that's can. You can He's not that. That's not yeah. any actual okay. thing. You're it right. just that's means the you're. Thing. Just means the practice. Well,
1: thing. I'm sure he has been. I'm sure he's been in the USA program at the at the younger levels, though.
2: Yeah, but it, until you play for the senior team, it doesn't matter.
0: Also, FIBA is willing to
1: look the yeah. other way and let people in for places. Like Jalen
2: Green, if Jalen Green wants to play for the Philippines, he'll be able to play for the Philippines. Okay.
1: Well, um, I'm, it's interesting they don't have Jalen Green stuff, or maybe they do. You just didn't see it because those are I, the,
0: I, maybe there was, but I I didn't
2: see it. But but I didn't look at every guy guys in
1: the NBA that are. Uh, Filipino
2: descent. What yes, is on what um, is what is certainly true about this first game is that the Philippines beats the Dominican and they then beat Angola as they should, they will definitely be in the knockout round, which would obviously be a pretty massive thing. So
0: not the I, knockout round. They would be in the second or, round. The, the, in the, the second the, round.
2: Right. It's, out of,
0: advancing the,
1: out of advancing out of group play. Angola. What do you what do you think of when you think of Angola? Uh,
0: from what I am told. Their team is down from where it has been in years past.
1: Well, I think and, of Charles uh, Barkley putting his elbow and some poor guy stern during <laughs> the 92 Olympics.
0: That is right. Didn't they like have kind of a game that they didn't play that great? And they were like, uh, who we play next? Uh, Angola. And they say, he's, wherever it is, they're in trouble. Or whatever oh, it was. I don't remember exactly. Oh,
2: uh, Bruno uh, Fernando is on Angola. Angola. Oh, okay. At least according to the FIBA website. That's interesting. Yeah. There's
0: always, there's just, you know, there's, when you look at these teams, there's always surprises. Um, like, oh my gosh. There. how is that guy play, for, play mm-hmm. for that team? But um yeah. So, so that'll be a huge deal in this first round. Uh, also um, the Australians uh, are playing um, the Japanese in Japan. Rui Hachimura uh, elected not to play hmm. for uh, Japan. Um, and actually, Yuto Watanabe, who is playing for Japan, um, turned his ankle about 10 days ago or so. And he's going to play, but he's not 100%, which is a setback for Japan. And um, I think you know, Watanabe gave an interview and it was translated. So I don't 100% know if it's exactly correct. But I think he indicated if the Japanese don't qualify for the Paris Olympics, that he may retire.
1: More Hoop Collective podcast after this.
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with Code Hoop. That's Code Hoop. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. So there's some interesting some interesting uh, first-round games, but, you know, the, the Australians are playing the Japanese in Japan. Like I mentioned, it's in Okinawa. Uh, so home field advantage for the Japanese there. Uh, so it's a, um, you know, there's, there, we should have some interesting stuff. I think... You know, it's, it's kind of going to be hard to see any drama from Team USA um, for the first 10 days. If there is drama, then that'll really be a story. Um, one of the things that I can tell you that has happened with this team, when the team started, the coaching staff thought that Anthony Edwards would be like a super sub, would be like um, Dwayne Wade uh, was in 2008, who very famously led the team in scoring. Um, because Kobe was on the team, he came off the bench, led the team in scoring. And in the first scrimmage, which you saw some of and wrote about, Bontemps, Anthony Edwards was on the second team. And famously, the second team, uh, Jimmy Butler, the first team, uh, beat them. And in the second scrimmage, Anthony Edwards was on the first team and never looked back. Well, he was talking today about how Steve Kerr came to him before the tournament start before training camp started and and broached this idea of being a sixth man. I mean, what do you think about that? And, uh, he said, you know, that's what Dwayne Wade did back in 2008, you know, when Kobe was on the team and Ant in total and fashion said, I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. I don't see Kobe. I don't think we got a Kobe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a fair point.
0: Which, and has praised his team upside. He was not taking a shot at anybody. I just think it's a statement of fact.
1: I don't, um, see, a, I don't see a perennial all-NBA uh, I, yeah,
2: I, you know, multi champion on this roster. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was a strange thing to even broach from the beginning, to be candid. I mean, I, I wrote about it going into camp. I, this, they needed Anthony Edwards to become the guy on this team to win the gold medal, in my opinion. Maybe it would have broke... Differently with the way everybody's bailed. We've had a lot of guys bail on this tournament over the past month. So the field's not as strong as it potentially could have been. But, you know, I think we've seen over the last month, Anthony Edwards has begun an ascent. And certainly when you look at this team, he gives them an, a dimension and an element that they just don't have otherwise.
1: You know, maybe maybe there is some strategy here from Steve Kerr. Perhaps he's just practicing trying to talk a guy with a massive <laughs> into a bench role. <laughs> so, uh, you know you- what?
2: I, I'm pretty sure at the average start for the Warriors, too. I <laughs> think they fit him into the starting five.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that's the only that that would make sense. Might be uh play the long possible. game a little bit. There. <laughs>
0: um, I would say that uh, so Austin Reeves and Tyrese Halliburton have looked absolutely terrific coming off the bench. And one of the reasons that's the case is because they defend number one, and number two, they move the ball. Yeah. And um, you know, Anthony They're Edwards Steve. pretty much Those
2: guys that. are Steve Kerr players.
0: Right. You know, Jalen Brunson's. Sometimes stops it, although he wants to play. You know, the other player that I think has been that I thought was going to be excellent and still might be, but has just been okay so far has been Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. uh, who has been starting at four. And I have a huge high. I'm a big believer in Brandon Ingram. He really super impressed me in the playoff series, uh, Pelicans, Suns, a couple of years ago. I've talked about this before. He is not. He shot the ball Okay but he's not made an impact. Um, he did have a bad game against Germany. I think he was one of six in that game, but his overall numbers are okay. But he just, he, I think he's only averaging six or seven points. Well, he's not, um, a, he's not
1: a catch and shoot kind of guy. You know, he is a guy who's used to having the ball in his hands. So I'm, I'm sure there's a pretty significant kind of adjustment for him. He's also not going to be their guy, guy down
0: the Brandon Ingram. Cause that's what I asked him. And he goes, well, you know, I'm used to having the ball in my
1: hand. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, words. I watch <laughs> basketball.
2: Well, and, well yes. and he's and you go down the list of guys on this team. There's several guys that are going to have the ball ahead of him. It's just he's just not as good as several of the guys on this team, led by Anthony Edwards. You go through the last few minutes of the game, Anthony Edwards is going to have the ball.
1: Yeah, and, know, in that start or Jalen
2: Brunson or Tyrese yeah. Alliburton or whoever.
1: Well, just in the starting lineup, like Ingram's the clear cut third option, right? It's it's Ant Brunson, Ingram, mm-hmm. and then we honestly, you can, I'm not going to argue Ingram or Bridges over Ingram, but you know. And Brunson is certainly not a selfish player. I mean, he's the, he's the opposite of that. But he is a dribbler. You know, he's sort of a, a Chris
2: Paul, Chris Paul mold of a point guard.
1: Not really, because he's more of a scorer. He's more of a scorer. No, but I, but
2: scorer. I mean, but I mean, like to your point, like orchest- he, like orchestrating the offense with the ball, not yeah, like he, he's not a, getting an off. Iso player
1: now, and he's more than capable of playing off the ball as well. Uh, obviously, the guy played with Luka Doncic and. You know, yeah. when he had the ball in his hands. Then it was usually last five seconds of the shot clock. Luca wasn't able to create something, but when he's when he's running the point and it's it's his show to run, you know he he does tend to uh, you know pound the dribble.
2: Yeah, that that's what I meant, Chris Paul wise. They obviously aren't the same kind of player. Both of them are going to you know he's going to orchestrate, not like get off it. And I mean he can get off it, but when mm-hmm. you said when he's running the show with the ball. That tends to be how he plays.
1: And Ant is, uh, not that he's incapable of passing, but when Ant has the ball, he's usually going to get a shot out.
0: And I think that's what they've advised him he should do. <laughs> and uh, I think he's so understanding they, so what that. They to do. So what they need
2: him to do. It's what they need him to do in those spots. And, you know, Jalen
0: Brunson has had halves where he scored like almost 20 points. I think he had like an 18 or 17 point half. And he's also had halves where he didn't score at all. So he kind of has been reading the game and he's been doing a good job of it. Um, but um, uh, you know, their 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 weakness is going to be rebounding, and they're going to run into a team. Or you know, one of the things they could end up seeing Lithuania um, in the second round. Is Sabonis and playing. On, Sabonis is not playing, but Jonas Valanciunas is.
2: I knew I knew and, Jv was. I didn't know if
1: they hey, both. And were. one thing Valanciunas can do is. Eat glass,
2: and I'm sure he's gotten a lot of rebounds over Jaron Jackson Jr. during practices. Well, and and draw and drawing fouls too, like he gets to the line. Like, you know, that's that's certainly, you know, we've talked about it with this team. Jaron's foul trouble is going to be if they get in trouble in the knockout round in particular, it's probably going to be in a game where Jaron plays 18 minutes because he's in foul trouble the whole game. And they got to figure out how to get through the rest of the game when they're already got to be light in the pants, rebounded wise. And, you know, we've seen Walker Kessler get a couple cameos here and there. But, you know, we'll see if he ends up having to play a bunch of minutes in a game like that.
0: Yeah, there was a mildly comical um, in- interaction today where there was a Lithuanian journalist who said um coach Kerr um you're probably going to win a bunch of games here and uh Lithuania is probably going to win a bunch of games and you're probably going to play each other in the second round what do you think of them <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kerr kind of just swallowed a smile was like our focus is on New Zealand
2: <laughs> <laughs> on on the, the to Lithuanian New Zealand guy yes, the,
0: the, Lithu- the Lithuanian guy had um Lit- had uh Lithuania and pay- the and the US, and the US- Cancelled right in uh, like 12 days from now. I I wonder um, how
1: many Lithuanians will make the trip to uh, the film. Because I saw, I I did see them in Cologne. And aside from Germany, there are more Lithuanians there, I think, than anybody else. And man, those people are intense and
2: love their basketball. There was a whole lot of tie-dye, a
1: whole lot of drums, a whole lot of booze.
2: Yeah, there'll be there'll be more Lithuanians there than Americans. I feel pretty confident in saying,
0: well, there's service uh, there's service men here, service men and women here. So I don't know how many of them will get tickets to the game, but um, it's a long way from Lithuania to Manila. I'm going to tell you that. uh, And I and
2: I bet there will be more. There'll be more Lithuanians there than Americans would be my bet that
0: that that could be true. Um, They
2: are, as McMahon said, they are they might be as basketball obsessed as the Philippines and they are intense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The last time I was at a Lithuania game, there was multiple fans who brought drums in. I'm not sure if, uh, if FIBA is allowing that, but, um, if they do, it'll be, it'll be a good scene. So, um, yeah, it starts on Friday. It, uh, runs for 16 days. It's, um, you know, just set up like the, like the FIFA world cup. You got to, you know, play three games, uh, the top two teams from the uh, each four advance to the second round and then um, eight teams eventually advance out of the second round and you play, um, you know, round of eight fi- uh, final four finals. Um, you lose any of those, you know, you you're out the
1: metal. So not everybody um, makes it to the Philippines.
0: That's true.
1: Um so my 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 whole thing about how SGA might be the best player to make to the
2: Philippines stands.
0: Some people think SGA might be the best player in the tournament. You we'll see a, a Luca play. I know we haven't talked
2: to that. Well we haven't talked about the Canadians at all. We probably should talk about them for a second. I mean it's a huge tournament for them. I mean they've got a chance to, you know, they've really got a chance to medal, You know, arguably could give the US a game if it gets that far. They got they're on as you mentioned. They're on the difficult side of the bracket with Australia and France and all most of the other contenders outside of the U.S. But, you know, it's a really big tournament for them to see if they can make a run and, you know, set themselves up to get in the Olympics next year in Paris when they could have Jamal Murray. They could have Andrew Wiggins, who both aren't playing like Canadians are really coming up and, mm-hmm. you know, it's a chance for them to to make some noise in a way they haven't a generation since Steve Nash was playing.
0: Yeah, so Canada is playing in Indonesia in Jakarta, Indonesia. They, like I said, they open with France. They also have Latvia, and, Latvia, and Lebanon in their group. Uh, Latvia was looking like a m- more uh, menacing um, opponent when that was a potentially, was yeah,
2: playing. that was a potentially dangerous game. I think they went undefeated or eleven and one or something in qualifying. And obviously, if Porzingis is there. Basically, would have been if they lose to France, you lose that game, you're done.
1: Man, there's so. a lot
2: be a lot of Oklahoma City firepower there. you got SGA, Lou Dort, Davis Bertans.
0: Your buddy Dylan Brooks will be there. And Dylan, I was watching some, uh, some footage of, the, of an interview that Dylan um, gave uh, before or when he got to Manila or something, and he was like, well, uh, if you're on my team, you love me, and if you're not on my team, you hate me.
2: Well, so, and, and and we've already seen some Memphis-like stuff with them during these run-up games, where he has shot the ball god awful, and they've lost games sort of as a result. So I'm just, I'm just glad he's back talking to the media again. Well, you're not there, so he's very happy to talk to the media when you're not they, there. They also,
1: they haven't lost to the Lakers. Um. <laughs>
0: so anyway, the so to get from Jakarta to um to Manila for the round of eight. Um, so Spain is also in Jakarta on with Brazil and that other side of the group. So of Spain who's the defending world champion. Um, you know, either America or Spain has won every world cup, uh, since 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spain, uh, Spain, France, and Canada. One of those three teams is not making the round of eight, the way the bracket is drawn and even if you do make the round of 8 you then have to fly 3 hours relocate everything and 24 hours later then wow. play so it's real um not advantageous and then the other island in the pacific rim where they're playing like i mentioned is okinawa and over there you have germany who looked formidable mm-hmm. against the us oh. um uh obviously Dennis Schroeder is, you know, he's a yeah, That's one of
2: the. That's one of the deeper NBA rosters in the tournament, right? In terms of players? Who's that? Yeah, Daniel Tice. Tice, the uh-huh. Wagner's, and Schroeder, at least, right? Is there anybody else? Well, there would have been Maxi Kleba, but Dennis Schroeder basically said, get him the hell
1: out of here. He didn't play in Eurobasket. <laughs> and Maxi said, screw you, I'm out of <laughs> um, Yeah, rough they could have used them. My German's not that good. But but
2: still, just uh, even those four guys. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a pretty damn good FIBA team right yeah. there.
1: Now Spain and is they- down. Spain did win EuroBasket, but uh, obviously Rubio's been a you know been their leader for years and years. He's not playing because he's dealing with some uh, you know mental health issues. And then Lorenzo Brown, I believe, is his name. Is that correct, Wendy? Yeah, NC that's State right. guard got yeah. injured, not playing. Right, and he's a EuroLeague star who. Um has been a huge part of Spain's team. So I yeah, they're 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 down, but those Hernan Gomez's baby. There's there too. Santi Aldama too. You know? Santi Aldama. Santi
0: Aldama, yes. He he played really well against the US uh when they had the uh, exhibition game two weeks ago. But anyway, so in Okinawa, Germany and Australia are in the same group with Finland, which has uh Lowry Marketing, and you know, I don't expect them to advance, but Lowry can score 38 points and, For sure. you know, lead an upset. Um,
2: so I that's a be, difficult All you got to do group. is win one game in, in in these three, you know, you play three games, you get one, you have one bad performance in one of these groups of two or three competitive teams. All of a sudden you're in deep trouble.
0: Right. And then you, on the other side there in Okinawa, Slovenia, is in, you know, in a, in a manageable group with Georgia, Venezuela, and uh, Cape uh, Verde, Um I don't know much about manageable.
2: Manageable is one way to put that, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the point is, is that one of Slovenia who finished fourth in the uh, 2021 Olympics, mm-hmm. um, Slovenia, Australia, and Germany, one of them isn't going to make it to Manila.
1: That's going to be a really tough, tough go for Slovenia. Obviously, Luka's capable. Yeah, I was
2: going to say, Slovenia, I'm picking third out of that group.
1: Yeah, that's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, so and again, if, even if you do advance out of that, then you have to pack everything up and fly 3 hours to get down to Manila and I I don't I don't know, but my guess is that these teams are flying commercial.
1: I don't know. Unless unless Lucas flew, I would say that's a, a safe guess.
0: Yeah, um I don't know, maybe there's I don't know if there's a commercial flight from Okinawa. Um I literally am staying next to the airport and I don't, I haven't seen too many Japanese airlines. So, um, anyway, uh, so that's just, a,
1: just keeping an eye out. You've been scouting the airplanes.
0: Yeah. Literally I'm overlooking the runway. I, and when I'm sitting here, I'm watching the planes land. I, you know, I'm not, well, I don't know every schedule going in and out of Manila, but I, uh, anyway, the point is I, they have to travel, um, which is a, which is a disadvantage because even the other, um, Manila, uh, you know, there's a, there's another, Eight teams that are playing just across Manila, those teams who advance. And then over there, that's where you have the Philippines and the Dominican Republic and Italy in one. And then the other group over there, you have China, Serbia, South Sudan, and Puerto Rico. And the U.S. advances to play that group. So, you know, of the teams that the U.S. could face before the semifinals, you know, you're talking about Lithuania, Italy, Dominican. Serbia, who doesn't have Jokic, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic is the top player on Serbia. So, what um, is the
1: uh, what's the likelihood of a China versus France game happening? I'd An- say
0: extremely unlikely.
1: <laughs> Kyle Anderson versus Rudy Gobert would be a fun
2: watch. That would have been fun. Yeah, that would have been fun.
0: Yeah, uh, China is going to have their work cut out for them uh, to get out of their group. Um, but it could happen. Our uh, our colleagues at Tencent are all here in Manila uh, with the Chinese, hoping that they advance. So, all right, we'll be talking about it more. Like I said, it's all you can also watch all these games on ESPN+. I mean, if you are really a basketball aficionado and to be this deep in this podcast, you'd have to be. Um, I would uh, see if you could, even if it's on delay, watch France versus Canada um, on Friday. Uh, that's what I will be doing.
2: We'll be breaking um, it down on Sunday, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I would have uh, you know, you, to, see, uh, to
1: see Dominican public versus Philippines live, but, you know, we're, we're not all men of the people yeah.
2: here. We are not. We are not all men of well, the a people. Few other, that is certainly a true. A few
0: other, a few, you know, you're my friends, didn't you hear? That's what they said. Uh, what, a couple other uh, housekeeping items. Uh, Angola and Italy are playing also at um, Philippine Arena, the big stadium, before the main event. So I, did, I think I just said that Dominican Philippines was the only one playing there. And the other thing was uh, Zayed Abbas is the 39-year-old for Jordan. I couldn't remember his name. Um, who uh, very unceremoniously shaved the head of their youngest player. Uh, just pulled him aside on the court today, and he had a beautiful head of hair, and they just shaved his head. Uh, and I don't think he knew it was coming. If he knew it was coming, he didn't look like he knew it was coming. So very brutal hazing done there. Um, hope I it know. doesn't affect the psyche going I into it. I do when Wendy
1: used to have a buzz cut well, back back when he was. Oh, back when he was. Man like, of the people. Celebrity, yeah. Those
0: were great days. Those were great days. Uh, all right. Thank you, for listening to the Collective Podcast. Thank you, McMahon. Thank you, Bontemps. Thank you to Jackson, our producer, who's most looking forward to... Um, the New Zealanders doing the, what was called the hookah dance. No
1: oh, goodness um, sakes, Wendy! The haka, the haka, the haka. Jesus, man. Have yes, so.
0: Come on, and I've man. been to New Zealand too. Come on, man! Damn.
1: I am I'm very Jackson. Through. Cut that out. No, don't. <laughs> Definitely don't. And there's a there's a high school football powerhouse in suburban Dallas that that does the haka, a team that uh, they they've got a ton of of Tongans. They they do the haka before every game.
0: By the way, Stephen Adams is of Tongan descent. There's your last little uh, little note for the podcast. All right, thank you. We'll see the Hoop Collective.
1: Adios, amigos.